Ebenezer Vines, how are you? Well, I'm all right. I mean, I, I think it's almost not too early not to wish people a happy new year. Make it as miserable as possible. Let's hope it's that's a, my. Let's hope, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what's my hope for 2017. The good news, my hope for 2017, is that you and I can queue up to go and see the last Emperor's New Clothes. Ah, yes, yes, they're, they're going to be on exhibit in Hong Kong soon. Yeah, apparently. Okay, before we get into this, can I just stress something because the listener might not be aware of this. None of this has anything to do with politics. Of course, it doesn't. Are we very clear about that? Yep. Right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now we've cleared that up. So here you go. Actually, what is in the Palace Museum Actually, in what Beijing? Is, what, what is in the... Old stuff. Old Lots stuff. of old stuff. But the real old... I mean, most... Not most of it, but a very high percentage of it is reproduction. Uh, apparently we're very not high supposed... percentage of the Forbidden City is... is well, is reproduction, gash, isn't it? yes. We're not supposed to talk about that. But the fact of the matter is that the, um, the real treasures of the National Museum, of course, were plundered by the Kuomintang after 19... Well, d- during, the, during the Civil War in and 1949. don't talk about And that. they're all in Taipei. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sorry to say this because we're not supposed to say it and it's not politically correct, but the real treasures are in the Palace Museum in Taipei. And if you've ever been there, it is breathtaking. I don't suggest to anybody in their right mind that they even try and attempt more than one or two floors at a time because it is so loaded with stuff. Are we allowed to say, Steve, that today, the 29th of December in 1911, Sun Yat-sen became the provisional president of the Republic of China? Yes. Would you Adam and Eve it? Would T- you Adam and Eve today? it? Nice Cantonese fella. Yeah, geezer. Ma- ma- mother is buried in Sai Kung. Not many people know that. Uh, really? Yes, yes, she is. Oh, I've that, seen that her grave. pure coincidence. Yeah. Today. Yeah, there you go. So carry on. Yeah. We're, 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 we're sticking on a historical theme. I mean, mind yeah, you. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mind you. I mean, you've, you've <laughs> I was sitting at home and I thought, you know, they, they, they just don't get irony over there in Beijing. Carrie Lam actually announced over Christmas yeah. that she was making a, a mercy dash. I don't think those were the words, but she was called to Beijing for an urgent meeting on cultural heritage conservation. Can you imagine how many urgent meetings there are on cultural... Drop everything. Col- drop everything. We know you were there a few days ago, but drop everything and come back because we've just... I mean, cultural heritage conservation just needs to be discussed in the next few hours. Mm. You've got to be here. And can I just stress that I completely believe everything she said about none of this, none of this has anything to do with her running for the post of Chief Executive of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. No, 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 no. This was purely there for historical conservation purposes. Art police. And if you believe that, you will have seen the pig flying across the room. What's the connection, if in fact, you know, hypothetically... Uh, hypo- well, well, it's all to do... I mean, the whole thing, actually, is all coming together quite nicely. So... Apparently, and, you know, only a wretched, low-grade conspiracy theorist would believe any of this, but let me just just run through what people are saying. Apparently, the thought is that the boys in Beijing, who have already decided that Carrie is their man, so to speak, um, thought that, I tell you how we're going to tip the scales here. We'll give her a really big project that only she will announce... You know, we're banging her this whacking great big museum job. Throwing she out will, some she paleolithic bones. That have she been... will announce it this side of the new year. Come next week, which, funnily enough, is the new year, mm. um, we will suddenly hear that she 
the person who said she wasn't running for chief executive and, uh, uh, well, when she said not, she didn't mean not because who could possibly interpret not as not, will, will have decided that she has reluctantly been persuaded that in the national interest and self-sacrificingly she will run for the job of chief executive. And I think in their funny mind, it was, you know, we'll get her to announce this really big thing. So people in Hong Kong will be so impressed that she can deliver this enormous If this is such a big project. thing, why isn't the man announcing it right now? Well, good point. You mean, what was his name? Person no, 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 who serious used to question. Be, no, no, but, but this, this is, is a the, big hurrah. This is the whole point. I mean, do you... Do you think that there's any small shred of coincidence in no, but all Steve, of this? Steve, can you imagine it? That Lan Chong Ying, who's been told to go out the door... Incidentally, I love the image of what happened to him in Beijing. It's just like, if you are, as I am, a great aficionado of these Sicilian gangster movies, mm. you know when they want the boss to go and they go, Don Bosco, you've been a fabulous guy, but it's time for you to go. <laughs> and, and, and they organise these big dinners for them, you know, and they're all saying, Don Bosco is the finest, you know, Cosa Nostra person we have in... etc, etc. And they're all standing there with their guns in their pockets going, and if he doesn't get to the exit door, he will find out just how fine he is. Um, and it reminded yeah. me of that, because he's going round Beijing and they're all going, Lan Chong Ying, invented sliced bread and is definitely better than it. And, and and another thing, he's not smelly at all, he's really fragrant. Oh, and another thing, yeah. we love him to bits. Excuse See ya. Me, excuse me, comrade. <laughs> Exit that way. But, I but mean... It, I mean, it was so reminiscent, and I recommend anybody who's got a few spare hours over the <coughs> festive period to, to have a look at some of these mafia films. You'll get the whole thing then. You'll but, get the but, feel. But You'll get the if, feel of if how this it is such done. A, if this is such a funky project, <coughs> you know, in theory, on yes. paper, you know, imagine down there, see that sign on my door? I do believe it says Chief Executive. <laughs> yes, and they're going, uh, son, we've already explained to you, that's a temporary sign, <laughs> and it is about to be removed. Oh, and incidentally, um, you haven't ordered the Packers, but we have, and they will be moving in very shortly. So once again, we're doing theme park mentality. We've been thrown a bone, a very old one, undoubtedly, that's from the Ming Dynasty. And, and some of it reproduction And it's bone. a thing. It's a thing. It's a apparently, apparently... I mean, you know, apparently, the reason that all of this is happening, with this urgency, this, uh, this is what I find staggering, is because... Well, because. And it is because, because... And if anybody wants to know because the reason... Of the wonderful thing because wonderful It's all because. <laughs> so nobody's actually explained why all this was so urgent and had to be done yesterday. And why indeed, as has been pointed out by people who are rather more qualified than me to talk about this, why indeed is it even in the West Kowloon Cultural District? Well, that's the other issue that's worth talking about. Uh, well, they were, of course, they were, of course, fully consulted, says Carrie Lamb, but then she's the Carrie Lamb who says she wasn't running for chief executive. Um, except for the people who were consulted... If you're wrong, you're going to have some massive backpedalling to do I next know, year. I know, Well, I'll <laughs> develop the sort of amnesia that any politician can. <laughs> but no, no, but she said, um, you know, oh, oh, well, you know, we couldn't have a public consultation because if we did that, it might have come out the wrong way. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, you've, you've kind of been through that process before. But anyway, we can't have a public consultation. But we did keep the West Kowloon Cultural um, Authority and its consultation committee fully informed. So then this week, up pops Ada Wong, who's a member of that committee. She says, oh, no, they didn't. The only, the only time I heard that this was going on was when I saw the press release. So, I mean, they just lie blatantly. I know that we're in a post-truth era and facts are facts are cheap, and 
a reversion of the facts or a reinterpretation of the facts even uh, are what's required to keep us all humming. But, you know, this is a bit effing much. See, good morning to Richard, who just sends me an email that says the king is in the altogether, the altogether, etc. Is the technicality here, Steve, that it's not apparently being paid for by public money and the jockey club's doing the bung? I'm so glad you raised that Well, that's point. the technicality. No, Why do we no, need no, to be consulted but, but, but if we're because, not coughing? Because even that's not true. I knew you were going to say that. Even that's not true. <laughs> it is true that the jockey club have volunteered, and when you hear that word volunteered, you can see the arm going up behind the back, have volunteered to stump up the £3.5 billion, which is not a small sum of money. But who's actually going to run it? Who's going to pay for it once it's up and running? Well, maybe, well, no, okay. no, it isn't. It isn't the jockey club. It's you and me, Joe Public, who pay our taxes. So even this isn't true. You know, as ever, the devil is very much in the detail. So, you know, it's like saying you've got a free flat for life. But did I mention that the maintenance fees are, you know, X squillion per month? And then there's the management fees on top of that. Oh, and then you might want to put a few lights on. So there's the power bill. Oh, no, no. This is coming out of the public purse, which is another reason why it's absolutely uh, staggering that there not only was there no consultation about this, but 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 Carrie Lamb has decided it can't even go to Legco, which actually has a statutory responsibility for the West Kowloon. Um, well, Legco's still district. in the naughty corner. Legco very very bad because some of their members just don't do as they're told, and we do need to. Well, actually, we're working on that because we're trying to chuck them out. <laughs> so, it's all of a piece. So, I mean, this is a sort of this is a sort of mess of political ambition. And, of course, the, the other subplot here, which we shouldn't overlook, mm. is that, that it is part and parcel of this big new drive to instil even more patriotic fervour into, into the people of Hong Kong. So it's thought that if they see a lot of old Chinese relics, they're going to say, oh, my God, I wish I'd been a bit more patriotic last week. I want to talk to you about the language that's being used here. I've just got up our morning, uh, our radio, you know, three news page. Civic Party lawmaker Tanya Chan said on Thursday she hoped the Chief Secretary would answer questions in LegCo over a recently announced plan, etc., etc. Chan, who's the Deputy Chair of a LegCo panel monitoring the Arts Hub, said it was a precious opportunity. Well, why is this a... You know, why is this a precious opportunity? It's I mean, a museum. Dun Duncan, Duncan Pescott, who's, who's, who's allegedly head of the West Carolyn Cultural, blah, 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 um, the latest one, they don't last that long, um, has, has loyally said, you know, anybody would be an idiot not to. But not why? To this. This is, this but, but no, well, I, I think it's a valid question. Because it's like saying, um, you, you've got, to, to, to use a parallel, you know, you, you've got the British Museum in London. Why not just have the same British Museum in Leeds? And the answer is because... Because it's in London. Because it's in London. And usually <laughs> the whole point about museums is they develop their own collections. That's the whole genius of, of a great museum, is you've got, you've got curators in there who say, we're going to focus on X, Y and Z and make this museum great for that reason. That's the genius of... If you've ever been in a great museum... You know it. You don't need to see a sign on the wall. You know somebody has been in there and has thought this through and said, we're going to make this a unique institution. But I know that unique isn't something that, that, that the Hong Kong government specialises in. I mean, they think it's unique to have a Disneyland here. And apparently um, that's because... Oh, that's right, because they have Disneylands in other places, therefore we must have one too. Well, this is that same sort of mentality. Let's never create anything organic in Hong Kong. Let's always mirror what some other chap has already put in place. So the Palace Museum 
is already in place. The fact is that the Palace Museum in Beijing is the second-rate imitation of the one in Taipei, but nobody's allowed to say that, so I certainly wouldn't mention it. And uh, we're going to have the third-rate. So you go down from Taipei, Beijing, to the little brother in the corner, Hong Kong, and they'll say, oh, I'll tell you what, we've got a few plates in the... In the, in the um, <laughs> In the in the storeroom, you can have those. Oh, we've got some wooden stuff. You can have that. Oh, and there's a few paintings here. I'm I'm, I'm very curious as to what will be in this collection. Does anybody seriously believe that the gems of the Palace Museum collection are going to be put on permanent display in Hong Kong? I really don't think so. See, I mean, these are all things that people will talk about. I mean, this, but, but I think fundamentally, my question is: Why is the the pawn, the lingua franca, today's poster buy, a museum of forbidden city artifacts? Well, this is the, it rep- well, represents I mean, so much if, more. If, if you are if you are in patriotic struggle mode, and I I see that one of these uh, <laughs> tycoons, <laughs> you've got to laugh at these people, who, who said he'd offered his, a, a collection of his 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 knickknacks. I mean, artifacts. To a, to a local museum to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the SAR. He said, oh, well, we are patriotic collectors. Have you noticed now everybody has to be a patriotic something? I mean, you and I are patriotic in the broadcasting business. Yeah, really. I'm a patriotic driver. I also patriotically ate breakfast this morning because I, I may well have had a Chinese egg. Patriotic beer drinkers. Patriotic... I- Let's say hello to Mike, who writes on our Morning Brew Facebook page. Mike, yeah, are uh, you patriotic? If he's not patriotic, I don't want to hear from him. This is exactly what he says. He says, it's all good, as we're all part of the communist race, and a bit of the old ultra-violent cultural cleansing is expected. Thank you, Mike. Very good point. He's now banned. Because anybody might think he's not entirely... um, I don't think he's being serious. Here's here's the deal. Do we need to... You know, it's quite ironic that we're talking about throwing bones, bearing in mind it's a museum. But... It's it is similar to the to the uh, what's it called the amusement park mentality. Yes, it is. It's very very similar. It's, it's a museum all, in itself, it's not a, a bad idea. No, nothing wrong but with what, it. Uh, uh, um, a collection in a unique collection, possibly. But Hong a museum Kong. instead of a concert hall, not yeah, such a good idea. Not such a good idea. <laughs> and oh, and by the way, by the way, in case anybody has forgotten, what was the point of the West Kowloon Cultural District? To create something unique in Hong Kong. Yeah. So the best way of doing that is to copy something that's somewhere else. With Steve Vines, right, you lousy lot, we are going to do bayonet practice back in Hereford. We call you the duties unit because this bugger all special about you. <laughs> you couldn't possibly, possibly be referring to the presence in the Hong Kong SAR. No, I just like putting on silly voices. <laughs> <laughs> of drill sergeants from the British Army who've been called in to sharpen up the drill performance of, of the Hong Kong cops. What about the plot? For, for, and this is what you've got to love about it, for the, um, oh, that's right, the upcoming celebrations of the 20th anniversary of the overthrow of the colonial yoke from the British. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, for love's... It's funny, and I just say that in as a passing remark, that um, the police didn't announce this. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to laugh. I mean, the, 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 to, to be fair, this is this is a good story that um, Neil Fraser got for the South China Morning Post this morning, and he got it from uh, uh, from down the no, I don't know where he got it from, <laughs> but but the fact of the matter is, apparently, there's a something called which I didn't know existed called Forces TV, oh, yeah. which has been showing pictures oh, and, s- uh, of uh, of this. I didn't know what this was about. I've seen them. You've seen them. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
So Forces TV, is, is that just a web TV station or is it a terrestrial I one? I think it's I, TV TV. It's, oh, it's, it's TV exactly TV. what it says. Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently they've been uh, uh, enthusiastically publicising how the, a dozen or so British drill sergeants, or they're not all sergeants, but you know what I mean, have been called in because, of course, the drill that the cops follow here is indeed the British one. So you can't very well have a PLA um, drill sergeant coming in and doing it because they have a rather different way of doing it. Plus, there's nobody that I know of in the PLA who wears a kilt, as they still do in the Hong Kong police band, which I always find very amusing, and I can't quite understand why that is. I know what the history of it is, but I'm slightly amused as to the fact that they're still playing bagpipes and wearing kilts. I mean, hey, I like it, but... What else would they do? They're great, those guys. Well, they have, the whole point is, you know, know, know... No, no, but the whole point is that, that they, are mm. getting, they are getting psyched up for, you know, the big day, June the 1st, um, next year. And they will literally be on parade. Sorry, you you think maybe it's July, do you? (laughs) Okay, all right, if you're going to be pedantic. If you're going to be pedantic, if you're going to give it an actual... Listen, I have just made a huge gaffe here, which I'll come to in a minute. Oh, go on. Never mind, we won't worry about that. Carry on. But but the fact of the matter is, they will literally be on parade. Yeah. And they will be um, required to stamp up and down and present arms and do all the things in a military style. But what about... And in a British military style. And I just love the irony of it. I mean, you know, I'm sure that this is... A pragmatic solution to a problem is that they don't really have the trainers here, so they brought well, in they these do. other they boys. They're called the PLA, and they're just round the corner. No, but they have a different. They have a different they dance. Mar- they a march different up and routine. down differently. Yeah, well, they do. <laughs> but they do march up and down differently. I, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? So, <coughs> I, I hope people are embarrassed by this because I think it's wonderful. You got all these guys. They looked at you know the stand still. Stand still. Oi, you, <laughs> you in the back. Yeah, they, they no. call they call them lovingly. They call them drill pigs. Yes, do they now? Is that is that a term of affection? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, um, and who are they drilling? Well, this is the truth. No, no I'm saying. <laughs> what, what 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 is the filth called here? Oh no, I don't know. The pigs. The Hong Kong police. The Hong Kong police. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I just did this. This is coming right back. So I get an email. A good, nice one. Good morning to Jeremy. Jeremy writes on our Facebook page, Japan, Japan Defence Minister visits Yasukuni Shrine uh, today, 09.25 Hong Kong time. Good timing, he says. And I'm like, oh, I can't find that. Where? Jeremy very kindly writes it back, and, of course, it's on the RTHK website. Yeah. Hey. hey. And she did. She has. And, and it's true. Well, gosh. Day after the Pearl Harbour thing. Day, day, <laughs> but they were going to do that. They would, wouldn't they? You know? I, I, I mean, so there's, there's, there's Abe in, in Hawaii saying we shall never forget. Um, and as you know, the Japanese don't apologise for any of this. They just say, you know, we mourn the dead and we're never going to go to war again. And then, which also may not be true. I mean, they're beefing up their navy. And there, there is that. And then the, 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 the defence minister goes to this shrine, which has uh, war criminals. I don't know. Now that's, Put it together. That's an interesting thing, which I learned years ago from Harvey Stockwin. It's not about the shrine itself. Yeah. It's about that thing called the Book of Souls, which has got the names in it of, of these people some of the real bad boys. Yeah. And, of course, I said to him, well, why can't they just remove <laughs> some of the names? But you can't. But I, but I think that's the whole politics of, of, of Japan, is that, um, you know, the, the, the deal which has been reached, the, the post-war deal was, we don't have, um, you know... Japanese armed forces relative to the size of the country are very small. Yeah. They don't have an aggressive capability. But on the other hand, we don't go after the war criminals. And that's that was the deal. And sort of they're saying, let sleeping dogs lie or something yeah, like that. Something yeah, something like that. But well, I mean, you know, 
there, there is a lot of this that goes on. Hmm. It's not unique to Japan, I would no, say. No, absolutely yeah. not. You know, it's like, um, well, per- perhaps people can think of examples in other places in Asia, like most of them. Hmm. Anyway, thanks for that, Jeremy. Uh, lesson learnt. What we need to do is for 10 minutes or so, obviously it's our last one of 2016, don't trundle out all the, the best of, but, you know, the best of. Well, there's Man of the Year. Man of the Year. Man of the Year. I mean, if anybody has a Give me a different idea, one. Throw me a bone here. I, actually, I have, before we get to perhaps local things, there is somebody this year who I think is undoubtedly has assumed the moral leadership of the international world and has proved herself to be Hello. absolutely the, 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 the global leader to respect, and that's Angela Merkel. And the reason I say that is not because I like to say nice things about Germans. In fact, <laughs> catch, me, catch me on a wet Wednesday and you won't see me doing it again. But, I mean, Angela Merkel saw this enormous, enormous humanitarian crisis and understood that somebody had to do something about it. And she, I I know she's lavishly criticised for this. I know it's politically different, Mm. difficult for her. But this is what leadership is all about. Leadership should be about not doing the easy political things. And her response, her first response was a humanitarian response. And she said, you know what? There are these people in desperate need. We will welcome them to Germany. And moreover, she said, and this is the, the, the fact that gets lost in all of this. She said, you know... Actually, not only is this a humanitarian response, but it's a practical response because we have an ageing population in Germany and we don't actually have the warm bodies to fill up the workforce. So if we have these enterprising people who have literally risked their lives to come here and will be grateful to have arrived at the other end... (coughs) I'm sorry for coughing and spluttering. ...have literally, um, you know... uh, not only risked their lives, but shown enormous initiative to get up and go and come here. Yeah. We, will, we will make them into German citizens, and they will contribute to the economy, as well as solving this very, very pressing need. Now, there is no other politician in Europe who did that. There certainly is no other politician in, 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 in North America or Asia who's done that. So, you know, I think, although I know it's proved very difficult for her, and it's allowed the very nasty people on the extreme right in mm. Germany to gain a foothold. That act of leadership and compassion is an extraordinary thing, and I think it does, to me, stand out as the shining light of 2016. Whilst we're going down that avenue, I never asked you, where did you stand on the Brexit thing? Oh, I, I was that was that, the, that was either... The, I always thought it was bonkers. Right, OK. Was that yeah. the big, I don't know, the, Dar- I mean, the Darwin yeah. of this year? Yeah, I mean... Well, Just in your opinion. Well... It's that and Donald Trump. Well, that's going to be a cracker, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's it's literally weeks to go before he takes over, and uh, we're already seeing... um, Just look at who he's appointed. Honestly, I I think all all predictions... (laughs) I'm not Boris Johnson, who can just say, blah, 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 sick, classic, glorious. Um, You know... All predictions are off. I have no idea how that's going to pan out. So all, the, all these things that have happened. I mean, we, we've seen the micro things in Hong Kong. We've seen Brexit. We've seen all sorts of stuff happen. It's almost like it's a new, an era of change. And obviously, change isn't always nice. It but is an but era it's what, of what's caused this change that's really interesting. And once again, it seems to be you know the people at this end of the scale are saying we're sick of the people at the polar opposite yeah. end of the scale. And 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 we're going to. We're going to protest and we're going to, you know, we're going to do our best to screw them up. I mean, you've even seen a reflection of this in in Hong Kong because 
this rise of localism in Hong Kong, which which really it's was just not a tool, a, isn't it? That it's, it's a tool, and it, it, it's an expression of dissatisfaction. It's an expression of people who said, during particularly during the September Ledge elections, we're fed up, not only with the government, but we're fed up with the traditional Democrats. We want something done. We want new faces to come into LegCo and, mm. you know, stir things up. And, and it's a phenomenon which, obviously, we're not just seeing in Hong Kong, and, in fact, we're seeing rather less of in Hong Kong than elsewhere. But it's there. There's a lot of very fed up people around, you know, and it's that that old thing and we're not taking it anymore but it's just come to a head all over the world this year you see what it i mean it seems to have done well this is of course how things happen is is you know it's a rolling stone it does definitely gather some moss <coughs> so as people see it happening in other parts of the world they go I'll tell you what why don't we have a bit of that here mm. uh, and you, you you know you look at the way incidentally look at the way that the trump campaign in the united states explicitly linked itself to the Brexit campaign in Britain, said, you know, if you're fed up with elites, if you're fed up with business as usual, come over to us. It's not, none of this is a coincidence. It is part of a, some of it is part of a measured campaign. Some of it just reflects thinking. And, you know, boy, is there a lot to be dissatisfied with in the world? Well, and also, we've had all these people dying. Uh, the news today is Debbie Reynolds has died, mother of Carrie Fisher. Who's died a few days previously. I know, I know. It's the you gift know, that keeps the on giving, that saw the it? end of Leonard Cohen, George Michael, David Bowie. I mean, I the can't goes on. remember the list. You know, great, great figure. Well, I wonder, I wonder if Nostradamus had anything up his sleeve about this year. Seriously, because, yeah. you know... Maybe, maybe we should say, let's get on to 2017 as quickly as possible. Well, absolutely. So, in many, many people's opinions, Brexit was the biggest gaffe. I mean, other people were avid supporters, you know. Yeah. Well, and we're in Hong Kong, so we can't really say too what much. What do I know? I, but I do know that there are definitely people with buyer's regret on and that And it hasn't one. happened yet, by the way. It hasn't happened, and it's not going to happen tomorrow. And it's quite clear that the UK government's got about as much idea as how to make it happen mm. as I have how to, you know, uh, split the atom. Yeah. And I think it is, you know, literally that, that book. Well, I loved your book on that. You that did was, you? That was, it, was, it was split the atom for starters. But I mean, Steve, every Thursday we get together and basically you poke fun at stuff that's been happening in the government. A lot of it is completely illogical nonsense and everybody's poking fun at it. But let's see, was there something really good, nice, fuzzy, cuddly? What? Well, well, this here, year? Yeah. Here, this year. Hmm. Um, um, um. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> 